Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sanspants Radio, Australia's most cowardly podcast network. This is News Fighters. Where we fight the news so you don't have to. With Dylan Behan. G'day everyone, welcome to News Fighters for today, the 24th of September 2021. News Fighters is a kind of funny-ish look back at the uh, big news stories of the week. Presented by me, Dylan Bain, the ever-grand real estate company of Wacky Clips. And joining us this week is our regular news correspondent and raw comedy winner, Beck Melrose. Dutch people are getting shorter. Unbelievable. Really? Uh, yep. First up, the biggest story in Australian earthquakes this week. Tonight, one of the largest earthquakes in years. The biggest earthquake in Southeast Australia's history. Victoria experienced its strongest ever earthquake. The strongest earthquake on record hits Victoria. But how powerful was it? So powerful, it shook the earth. That's literally all earthquakes do. That's like saying a cyclone was so strong it blew wind. Anyways, this earthquake seemed to have the power of camouflage because many people didn't even realise it was an earthquake. We just thought it was a tram going past. I thought it was a truck initially going by. I wasn't sure. I thought the neighbours upstairs were doing a, you know, a high-intensity workout. She was in bed and she thought the dog was shaking the bed. Eyewitnesses reported some damage. There was a homeware store that lost a piece of brick out of its wall. And only two things fell off shelves. Pictures didn't fall off the walls, but uh, you, you knew something was going on. The kitchen drawers were... Uh, were all open up afterwards. Well, my God, I hope your insurance policy covers kitchen drawers opening. Not quite sure how you'll repair that one. The earthquake was even felt all the way up here in Sydney. From Sydney to the central coast, the impact felt far and wide. Evacuations and cracking in high rises. Cracking in Sydney high rise apartment blocks? That's normally only ever caused by gravity or a light breeze. The earthquake damage in Melbourne appeared to be very widespread across one building. The wall above a Chapel Street burger shop was one of the most significant quake casualties. The magnitude 5.9 quake taking a wall to the ground at Betty's Burgers. Advertising classic shakes, Betty's Burgers was served an almighty rumble. Betty's Burgers, Chapel Street, known for their authentic shakes, perhaps 
not like today's. Look, seriously, though, jokes aside, Melbourne has been through a lot lately and uh, there mightn't have been much physical damage done by the earthquake, but I feel the emotional impact could last for months to come. Quite sad, really. Um, wondering when I'll be getting my burgers. Might be a while now. Meanwhile, our jet-setting Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, or Scott 747, as I've unsuccessfully attempted to brand him, jumped to action from New York. I was being updated on the situation of the earthquake in Victoria. I'm pleased that overnight, and as further information has come in, the, the, those events have been ended up being less serious than at first thought. What are you talking about, Scott? It's a disaster zone. There's one guy who can't even get his favourite burger. Quite sad, really. Scott Morrison also went to Washington, where he showed his deep understanding of the branches of American government. President Biden gets it, the Congress gets it, the Senate gets it. Uh, the Senate is in the Congress, Scott. Don't tell me you also visited the White House and the White House complex. At the Congress, Scott Morrison met House Leader Nancy Pelosi in what appeared to be some kind of American late-night comedy show sketch. We can work together on critical priorities. Of course, climate change, and thank you for your leadership in that regard. <laughs> Also, while overseas, Scott Morrison is attempting to mend some much-strained diplomatic relationships. The French president is refusing to answer Scott Morrison's phone calls as the feud over the submarine fallout reaches boiling point. Have you tried to call him and speak to him now, and is he just not taking your call? Yes, we have, and, and the opportunity for that call is not yet. Yeah, he's not picking up because you probably called him about 50 times in the last three months begging for Pfizer, like you did Poland, Singapore, and every other country in the phone book. He's sick of your Pfizer booty calls. Why don't you text Macron first? Tell him it's about the submarines. Then he might actually pick up. With Morrison overseas, that meant acting Prime Minister Barnaby Joyce was left in charge. Here he is being interviewed on ABC 730. One of the things we love about this nation is you have the freedom to say what you like, even if, if what you say is wrong. I mean, that's that's why that's one of the things we protect in this nation. Well, then you're a giant tomato head who should never be acting Prime Minister and shouldn't even be sitting in the Parliament. There, I said it. Joyce also offered this ironic insight. I believe temperance. Uh, temperance is an incredibly important thing in, in everything we do. Now, for legal reasons, I'm presenting that clip without comment. Also in New York, the UN General Assembly sat this week and there were some unexpected guests. K-pop kings BTS take the floor at the UN General Assembly. Yes, Korean boy band BTS sang at the UN. Which is odd because I thought it was supposed to prevent crimes against humanity. Also at the UN, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson had a song in his heart. And when Kermit the Frog sang, it's not easy being green. I want you to know that he was wrong. It is easy. It's not only easy, it's lucrative and it's right to be green. Although he was also unnecessarily rude to Miss Piggy, I thought. Uh, Kermit the Frog. Yes, that's right. Boris Johnson quoting Kermit the Frog on the floor of the United Nations. And well, I don't know about you... But moments like that from our current crop of political leaders remind me of a completely different song from the Muppets. I hope that something better comes along. And now we head overseas to an election you probably didn't even know was happening. Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has hung on to power after a snap election, but he's fallen short of his goal for a majority government. Mr Trudeau had gambled on an early election to capitalise on his handling of the pandemic. The Prime Minister triggered the vote last month, just two years into his four-year term, saying he needed to ensure voters approved of his Liberal government's pandemic recovery plan. The government and indeed Parliament needs an opportunity to get a mandate from Canadians. Yes, Justin Trudeau wanted a mandate, and I 
think I know a few people who wouldn't mind a mandate with Justin Trudeau as well, if you know what I mean. Now, just a reminder for Australians listening that in Canada, the Liberal Party is their centre-left party. So they're like our Labour Party, except with a charismatic leader and they win elections. Now, Trudeau's been in power since uh, 2015 and he tried to capitalise on Canada's high vaccination rates and low case numbers over the summer by calling an election two years into a four-year term, which unsurprisingly, resulted in almost the exact same result in terms of seat numbers as he had before. Good job. But now with Delta ripping through the unvaccinated in Canada and lockdowns back on the cards, Trudeau declared this mid-pandemic election would help end the pandemic. You could have done it in six months. There was nothing yeah. pressing, was there? there climate change is pressing. Ending, ending, ending this pandemic is pressing. And that means vaccine mandates now, not six months from now. Could it not and have I waited a few months, go, Mr. Trudeau? I know you want to go harder and faster on vaccinations. I know you want to go harder and faster on climate change. Yes, yeah, not sure why they didn't go with harder and faster Trudeau 2021 is their election slogan. But anyway, so yes, the surfy looking PM decided to surf a fourth wave of COVID with this election campaign. But don't worry, they did take steps to ensure that election day would be COVID safe. Polling stations will have COVID measures, including a new pencil for every voter. You hear that? Every single voter gets a free pencil. Well, shouldn't that be construed as voter bribery? I mean, who among us wouldn't queue for two hours, walk into the polls, get their free pencil and then just leave? Or at the very least, feel obliged to vote for the most pro-pencil party on the ballot. This pencil barreling really has to stop Canada. Socialism gone wild. First the free healthcare, then the free pencils. When will it end? But anyways, pandemic incumbency aside, what actual policies helped win the election for Trudeau and the Liberals? Well, here's their big one that probably helped. We'll keep fighting for $10 a day childcare. Childcare costs are way too, uh, too expensive across the country. We're going to get those down to $10 a day. Yes, $10 a day childcare, all part of Trudeau's Everyone have more sex agenda. Hang on, maybe harder and faster should have been his election slogan after all. But aside from that, the other big policy that defined the Trudeau campaign was vaccine mandates. We'll ensure that everyone 12 or older on a plane or train is fully vaccinated. And we intend to ensure that the public service gets vaccinated, that anyone on a plane or a train um, be fully vaccinated. Yes, Trudeau wanted a mandate for his mandates. Indeed, having vaccine mandates for everyone on uh, planes and trains meant that if they were to make an anti-vax remake of the classic 1980s Steve Martin and John Candy movie, it would just be called And Automobiles. Seriously, though, the pandemic resulted in a very different-feeling election campaign, meaning it lacked large-scale indoor events, and it also featured things like telephone town halls, virtual rallies, and also this. Over the next few weeks, I'll be crisscrossing the country talking with Canadians. While I'm out there, I'm also going to be checking my texts. My number is 613-777-2039, so text me. Yeah, Trudeau gave out his phone number. I'm sure a few, few of those texts were about mandates, if you know what I mean. But also, I'm guessing some of them were probably a bit harsh, judging by some of the reactions he got on the campaign trail. Anti-vaccine protesters yelling and swearing. And in a related story, all those protesters have now been offered jobs in the Melbourne construction industry. And yes, despite the loud, loud protesters, Trudeau tried to keep campaigning. While the crowd blared car alarms and shouted profanities, the Liberal leader pressed on with a message about climate change. 
sirens in the background may remind us that this is a climate emergency. Wow, what a pro. You can even imagine what he would have been like if, say, an ice cream truck went by. I bet he would have been like, that Mr. Softy van music reminds us that our ice caps are getting softer every day. Yummy ice cream. Right, that's my Justin Trudeau impression. Please hold, hold your applause. It wasn't all flawless rhetoric on the campaign trail for Trudeau. Like, for example, at the English language debate, when he was asked about the failures in uh, nursing homes during the pandemic, I think he definitely lost the vote of one woman. What if tomorrow you had to place a family member in a long-term care facility? Would you do it? Beginning with you, Mr. Trudeau, Mr. O'Toole, Mr. Blanchett, you may jump in. Tomorrow is my mum's 73rd birthday, so uh, that is certainly something we're reflecting on, but she's doing wonderfully right now. We won't have to make that decision right now. Don't, don't worry, mum. Well, that's reassuring. Yeah, Trudeau's mum, they're not coming to take you away to the old folks' home just yet. I'd be, lo- be locking my door if I was you from now on. Trudeau, of course, wasn't the only one running. It's not like Russia, after all. Uh, and Canada is very much a multi-party system with the Liberals facing off against the Conservatives, the left-wing NDP, the Greens, the French Nationalist Bloc Québécois, and the new right-wing populists, the People's Party of Canada. And it led to some very constructive exchanges on the debate stage, like this one. All right, Mr. Singh, Mr. Trudeau, then Ms. Paul, then Mr. Blanchard. I don't accept that, first of all. Time's a waste. No, hold on, Ms. Paul. Thank you very much. Yes, coming forth there again this election was the lefty New Democrats led by Jagmeet Singh. And it's easy to see why he got the endorsement of American Democratic Socialist Bernie Sanders with talk like this. We believe that billionaires should pay their fair share. We should end the loopholes and the offshore tax havens that mean billions of dollars are lost, that we are not able to invest in people. That will tax 1% on everything above 10 million. So someone's got $20 million in fortune, yeah. we'd put a 1% tax on the fortune of, of 10 million of okay, that. So it's- yeah, not sure I'd trust him to handle my taxes though. He can't even add up properly. You know, when I, if I said to you, what is one and one? Obviously, we'd all say two. But really, when two people come together, when they work together, and when we all come together, it's not just two, it's not one and one isn't two, one and one is actually 11. This is probably why people say the left can't be trusted to balance the budget. You know what I'm saying? Yes, very much the favoured candidate amongst millennials for his TikToking and twitching. Jagmeet Singh, though, is still a shrewd and hypocritical politician. Watch here as Singh, a turban-wearing Sikh, tiptoes around condemning a bill in Quebec that would have banned public servants from wearing religious symbols like, you know, turbans and burqas, because he seems to clearly care more about kowtowing to a province he could potentially win some seats in than speaking up against discrimination, against literally himself. If you were in Quebec, you would not be able to be a public prosecutor, even a teacher. The Liberals are at least open to intervening in a legal challenge. Are you? Well, what I've said about this bill is that uh, it's being fought right now in court. It's a bill that's divisive, and I don't support those type of bills. But but the question was very direct, Mr. Singh. Will you intervene? Are you at least open to intervening, or are you not? Well, my position is it's being fought in court right now, and it's important that it's uh, fought in court. Is it racist? Uh, Looking for calling people racist or labeling things as racist is less important to me than actually getting the results. And he didn't even get the results he wanted because the NDP didn't pick up any additional seats in Quebec. Good job. Of course, the main opponent for Trudeau's Liberals are the Conservative Party, which are like our Liberal Party here. And uh, they were a bit of an unknown. I mean, people in the street didn't even know the name of who the leader was. And then we've got the Conservative, and he's really not known. Yeah, well, I've noticed you're not using his name. 
No, I can't even think of it. So the Conservative leader is a guy named Erin O'Toole, and the reason nobody knows his name is because he only became opposition leader in August of last year. And, you know, there's been a bit going on. O'Toole himself even played up his own anonymity. I'm Aaron O'Toole. If you don't know me, I'm the leader of Canada's Conservatives. And I went from being that backbench person that nobody heard of. People still don't know me (laughs) that well. Yes, O'Toole himself was so unknown that even the people protesting him on the campaign trail didn't know his name. Congratulations, Mr. White Man! Yes, amazingly, that insult uh, also works against any Conservative politician here in Australia. And in terms of some of his policies and statements on the campaign trail that O'Toole ran on, well, uh, have a listen to what he had to say here. And bear in mind, this is the leader of the right-wing Conservative Party. I repeat, right-wing Conservative Party. I'm a pro-choice ally to the LGBTQ community. We will maintain the ban on assault weapons. Pricing carbon to meet our Paris targets. We're going to ban for two years foreign buying by non-residents. And make sure that abortion services are available from one coast, from one ocean to the other. One of my first votes in my first four or five months was on extending human rights protections to gender identity and, and the trans community. And advance economic reconciliation with First Nations. Yes, that's right. In Canada, the right-wing party is more left-wing than the Australian left-wing parties will ever be. I mean, here you have Erin O'Toole in favour of a carbon tax, and I can't even find the Greens mentioning a carbon tax on their website. What kind of bizarre country is that? There was one policy of O'Toole's that confused me, though. Tough anti-corruption laws. Ugh, finally, a politician has vowed to clean up the corrupt country of Canada. What a den of corruption that failed state is. I mean, corruption is so rife there. You know, the entire time I lived there, I never won a single time on the Tim Hortons roll up the rim game. That country is rigged. Rigged, I tells you. But O'Toole's big election blunder? turned out to be his opposition to vaccine mandates. Aaron O'Toole's conservatives say forcing people to accept vaccines to keep their jobs is a step too far. What we need to do is respect that people will make their personal health decisions. We do feel that Canadians have the right to make their own health care decisions. What is the big deal with telling people that they can't do everything they want if they're not vaccinated? Because We have to respect people making the decision for themselves. In fact, O'Toole didn't even mandate his own candidates and volunteers to get vaccinated, something Trudeau viciously jumped on. The one thing he won't choose? Vaccines. He can't even tell his own candidates to get their shots. He can't get his candidates vaccinated. He can't explain why he thinks it's okay for non-fully vaccinated candidates to be going to seniors' homes. He can't even make his own candidates choose to get vaccinated. Yeah, he can't even make his own candidates choose to get vaccinated. No, no, wait, they probably did choose, but they just chose not to, I assume. All of which made this stump speech by O'Toole to Conservative volunteers on Election Day Eve feel a bit uncomfortable. So I want you in this final stretch to talk to your neighbours. Go to the Tim Hortons. Talk to the person in line with you. Distanced, of course. (laughs) Yes, if you encounter a Conservative out in the wild, definitely keep your distance because chances are they might not be vaccinated. So as Australia looks toward a post-summer election here... Get ready for vaccine mandates to potentially be a huge political wedge issue. Oh, no, wait, no. Craig Kelly and Clive Palmer will just take all the anti-vax votes and then funnel those preferences to Scott Morrison and the Liberals. Thanks, preferential voting. 
All right, then. So maybe the lesson here for Australia is that our centre-left Labor Party shouldn't be afraid of going into the election with, like, a policy. Maybe even, like, a very big, easy-to-explain, signature, universal cost-of-living policy. Like, I don't know, $10-a-day childcare. That'd be pretty nice. Or, at the very least... A new pencil for every voter. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, welcome back to News Fighters. Joining us now is our regular news correspondent. Uh, you've seen her this week on uh, Question Everything on the ABC and maybe heard her on the Chaser Report podcast. It's Beck Melrose. How are you going, Beck? Good. Thanks for having me back. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Now, uh, I love having you on the show because you get to keep me up to date with some things that maybe haven't been on, on my uh, news focus. Uh, what's, what's grabbed your attention this month? Oh. Uh- Well, what hasn't grabbed my attention this month? The world's collapsing around us, it feels like. But uh, (laughs) I've been particularly taken by a story out of the UK uh, that I first saw a couple of months ago back in May. My cousin showed me this brochure that Mm -hmm. somebody had printed and it had all of these side effects listed and they were wackadoo. It it was a huge brochure, tons and tons of side effects. So was this in a a mailbox or something? It just turned up at a house or something? I don't know how she got her hands on it. Yeah, right. She's a paramedic, so I don't know. Maybe they're they're passing around all of this stuff as a bit of a giggle. But okay, like a, like a flyer or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But on it, I was looking for the source, as you should always do, and yes. the source was an official UK government report. Mm-hmm. And I thought, surely this can't be right. But I had a look, and sure enough, it was an official UK government report. So the UK government has had this scheme, uh, I think since the 60s, called like the Yellow Card Reporting Scheme, where for any medicines, you can jump on, report any, uh, self-report any side effects or Mm -hmm. adverse reactions that you have to treatments. Uh So they've been putting out these reports for COVID. And of course, they've been co-opted by the anti-vax movement. And these self-reported side effects are being reported as official side effects of the vaccine. 
have, have you been vaccinated? I have, yes, yes. And the and I got an, a message saying, uh, yeah, actually, the I don't know whether it was New South Wales Health or TJ, but they asked me any adverse reactions as well. So it's probably similar to Why? that. But 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 I get the feeling this has been co opted. Is this what you're saying in the UK? <laughs> Yes, it absolutely has. Um, you've you've been vaccinated. Have you had? Uh, did you have any side effects when you had it, like a sore arm or anything like that? I actually had fatigue uh, for a few days, but I was also like extremely run down <laughs> when I had it. But as but as far as I know, <laughs> side effects like that are, are good because that's your immune system reacting, right? What about you? Did you did you have you been vaccinated yet? Did you have any side yeah, effects? Yeah, yeah, I got mine. And the same, right? And that's what mm. I've been told as well. It's it's a good thing. Shows your immune yep. system's kind yep. of building a response to COVID. Exactly. But let me go through. I'll just check and see if you've had any of these other reactions that were listed in this pamphlet. Okay, um, so these are ones that people in the UK yeah, rep- these self-reported. Self-reported these. Okay, okay. All right. What could go what wrong? What about uh, your headache? You get a headache? Sure. Yeah, I had a bit of a headache. Yeah, yeah, sure. me too. Uh, crying, do some crying. News has been making me cry, but I don't think that was a vaccine side effect either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you can blame it on the side effect. Why not? You've sure, got a reporting sure. mechanism to do that. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, I guess then high pitched crying probably doesn't doesn't apply to you either. But yeah, the report I saw <laughs> eight people reported that high pitched crying was an adverse reaction. Uh, wow. This one was actually a really really common reaction. Uh, flatulence? Any flatulence? Wow. For you? I mean, no more than normal. <laughs> I'd have to say same. Uh, This one really, really tickled my fancy too. Excessive masturbation. We had one person uh, in the report that I saw reporting excessive masturbation. I think that's just a Uh, lockdown side effect, not a vaccine side effect. I think so too. Feels like every time my alarm goes off, it's like Pavlov's moot at the moment. Like, ding, ding, here we go again. Another day, another masturbate. Uh, Premature aging. One person reported premature aging. And my favourite deal, screaming. Screaming. (laughs) Was a side effect. Again, that is vaccine. a side effect I have watching the news. I don't think that's vaccine <laughs> yeah. related. <laughs> yeah, me too. Been doing a bit of screaming. I'm not yeah. going to blame it on Pfizer. But yeah, it's cr- just crazy to me that this data is out there. It's available and it's so easily co-opted to be used in a misleading way. Mm, and, mm. you know, people aren't necessarily looking. We, I see a statistic. You think, oh, yeah, that's that's it. It's a statistic. It's a, it's a raw fact. But if you're not looking at how those statistics are being collected and who from, it's really easy to, to find misleading information. And this happened with uh, Craig Kelly. Did you get any of Craig Kelly's texts? Craig oh, Kelly was yeah. spammed everyone in the whole country. And supposedly it was click on here for vaccine side effects. And the um, the TGA supposedly was gathering all the data and publishing all of it. So if you died, I think, of an unrelated matter – you, but you'd had the COVID vaccine the week before, you were counted in the TGA's side That's effects. Right. So that, but it's yep. a bit like which uh, Craig Kelly and Clive Palmer uh, ch- very cherry-picked this TGA info to the point where the TGA last week basically told them to stop. But, it, the, but it's, it, it's a bit like if I drink a cup of coffee and then get hit by a bus – I did, you can't say I, it you was a side effect bean. of drinking the, the coffee. <laughs> so it's, oh, yeah, no, I don't, don't believe it. Craig Kelly, you would never do anything like that. The problem is there's too much transparency with the data um, in that if you want to cherry pick it, and it sounds like this is what the, the, the pamphlet in the UK did as well, uh, the, that if you do cherry pick it, because uh, I think the Clyde Palmer was like, oh, 200 people died. And it's like, well, they probably would old and just died anyway. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, about that many people die anyway. You're exactly right. It's, it's really difficult. But if you were reading that pamphlet and didn't have the time to read any further, of course, that's that's the message that you're going to take away. Everyone's scared anyway. It's it's not a very good time to be trying to checky, cherry pick information like that. But I would still, even if I was scared of flatulence, I would still get the vaccine because I get I get flatulence from having too much too much milk in my coffee, and I still do that all the time. So, so hopefully this pamphlet didn't turn too many people off getting vaccinated. Oh, I hope not. Well, there is that one guy who nearly pulled his dick off. So, I mean, if you're going to excessively masturbate, you may as well be vaccinated as well. Was this he turned he turned up at hospital and he just was like, oh, the vaccine made me do it. <laughs> was yeah, exactly. <laughs> What a great excuse. Yeah. Sure. Sure, mate. Sure. That's Pfizer's fault that I've got a mag light up my ass. Yes. <laughs> Uh, all right, what else What else has grabbed you this month? Oh, the other thing for me, I mean, I've been carrying around this burden, to be honest, since I've had the vaccine of um, being a, a bit of a, a hero. Don't know about you, but, you know, <laughs> very difficult times. Like you're doing, your, you're doing your bit for, for the world? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Safe. Like I said, my cousin's a paramedic, so I'm just making sure I'm calling her every day and, and letting her know that, uh, you know, she's welcome <laughs> for Are my you, sacrifice. You ring, you're just like, can you go out and get a clap for us <laughs> on the <laughs> On the, on where's, the balcony where's my tonight? round of applause? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just letting you know <laughs> I'm helping. I felt a little sting. <laughs> it stinks. It stings. I deserve a round of applause. Uh, but I also love all of the incentives. I've been um, keeping oh, yes. a close eye on all the vaccine incentives that have been happening. Did you get a little present when you got vaccinated? Uh, no, I, some people I know got a chopper chop. Uh, we had. A, I went to the one of the big hospitals. They had cookies and bottles of water. And I was very okay, disapp- not bad. very disappointed. How about yourself? What did you What did you get? I got absolutely nothing. I got the antibodies, which for me is really the gift I was looking for. But I didn't get any kind of incentives. I did say that there was like a Jim's mowing hat and shirt. I really wish I'd held out uh, for a couple yeah. of months to get my vaccine. To yeah. Get so that. so I, I read I read about this. So Jim's mowing. Jim, of course, is this big franchise operation. You know, they do antennas. They do trade. They basically call them up tradies you just call up and they come around yeah. your house and and f- to encourage everyone to get vaccinated they're handing out 100 free t-shirts and hats <laughs> good on them i mean uh, why not it's it's cute isn't it everyone's jumping on board they're doing their best like, oh, uh, i wasn't, I, I, wasn't I love it i wasn't going to get vaccinated but now i can get a jim's mowing hat <laughs> surely it can't be a conspiracy if jim's mowing's on board that Jim's mowing's quite quite daring, though. I saw um, when I was reading up on this that th- they've started sticking because they have the big uh, like to- uh, uh, trailers they tow around, and what they've started doing is um, it, they've got big stickers they put on them to show that the tradies vaccinated because I think they want to make people comfortable with having gardeners round back around to the house or whatever. But I'm like, won't they just be run off the road by anti-vaxxers? I don't think Jim's mowing will want to have like a I'm vaccinated sticker on the side of his truck up in Yeah, yeah. It does seem a bit risky, doesn't it? (laughs) But I mean, maybe there's just huge demand for those shirts and uh, bucket hats. So I don't know. Maybe it will turn things around. Maybe this is the thing that we need is the bucket hat. I mean, I'm sure people have made the joke before, but Surely Jim Jim would be the perfect person to start delivering door to door jabs. Like <laughs> <laughs> he is trustworthy, right? I I would take a jab from Jim if they can get up on your roof and clean the gutters. Then they can definitely stick a needle in your arm. I'm sure they. 
Oh, yeah, I'd trust them. I reckon the other thing that could work, though, for our demos a pyramid scheme. Like, I, I don't know oh, about yeah. you, but my feed's full of, of people doing these, you know, multi-level marketing schemes. Oh, yes. Yep. I think that, that, that that'd probably take off. You, ten friends on board, they get the jab. Another ten friends, you get a thermo mix out of it. That'd, that'd bring me on. Well, that's a good idea, yeah. So, refer a friend. So, if you refer ten people to get the jab, you get... Uh, a, th- a Thermomix or some Tupperware or something. Is that kind of the general idea? Yeah, I think that'd work. Um, although and you'd probably be targeting the demo that's already got a lot of rose quartz, I'd say, so they're already <laughs> safe. You'd probably start with the people that are a bit more vulnerable. But I mean, ideally, but then what do the 10 people who've got the jab, do they all get a present as well? Or, or but, then the, but then they have to bring 10 people on so they get the... The yeah, they've got to bring well. another 10 people before they get their free gift. That's how these things suck you in. That's kind of been happening with people were sharing the logins. Um, early in the vaccine rollout, there was, you know, there was the link to click on that only got emailed to people, but then people were sharing the link with each other. So that's basically like some kind of yeah. Bitcoin scam anyway. <laughs> totally. Well, it felt that like that kind of thing where one of your mates has got some kind of password to get into a nightclub and all of a sudden what was kind of a routine medical thing became this super trendy, who's got the link, who's getting the Ah, scarcity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Like why they have a queue out the front of a nightclub so people want to go there. Totally, totally. I think that's what really took off with those links. But how funny was it? Everyone had a link and there was just this chain of, you know, my housemates, boyfriends, (laughs) mother-in-law, knows someone who works as a nurse and suddenly everyone in that chain's got the link. We did the rollout. We, we basically did the rollout for the government, I think. <laughs> but maybe, yeah, maybe that was part of the plan. You know, they want the social busybodies to, <laughs> to go get vaccinated <laughs> first. Ahead of hey, everyone it worked else. out. It worked out. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. It's just a shame they didn't have the supply. We had plenty of demand, not enough supply. <laughs> uh, anything else grab you from New South Wales or anywhere this, this week, this month? Dutch people are getting shorter. Unbelievable. Really? Uh, yeah. So I read this article in The Guardian. Apparently men, I think it was a centimetre men have lost, women have lost 1.4 since the 80s. Are they saying it's evolution that's causing this in, in the Netherlands? Is that why oh, people are getting shorter? Know. I thought it would oh, just be their, their, uh, they were only tall to begin with because of their giant wooden shoes. <laughs> it could be immigration is one of the answers is like actually we're measuring different people than we were measuring 20 years ago, which of course is going to happen. Um, could be inequality, nutrition, economic crisis. They've got all sorts of reasons. I, I blame veganism. If it's happened in the last 20 or 30 years, <laughs> it's all the people drinking soy milk and eating that vegetarian tofu mince stuff. They're the reason they're, <laughs> they're, they're shorter than they were 20 or 30 years ago, I reckon. It's probably You diet. know what? You're not the only person. Quite a few people have said it, it's people eating less meat. But, I mean, you never know. And there's, there's really – the scientists have said – basically shrugged and said, we don't know why this is happening. But hmm. it does make me think like with, with the pandemic and us being at home for so long, what will, like, how will our behaviour change? Will our behaviour change going forward? Will there be kids who, you know, are walking around for the rest of their lives thinking everything's hand sanitizer or, yep, you know, yep. getting used to, you know, where are you going to learn to lip read? You know, everyone's wearing masks. I just feel like there's going to be some <laughs> kind of long-term effect. We're used to talking to each other over Zoom too. Like, how are we going to readjust to, to socialising? 
I think uh, uh, seeing people out having picnics today, I think it's with copious amounts of alcohol because every, yeah, everyone was in the park. The everyone was in the park drinking, which, you know, if that's a side <laughs> effect of COVID and lockdowns, I'm all for it. Drinking out, yeah, more absolutely. drinking outdoors in the summer. Yeah, I, I do like that optimism. I feel much the same. My walks have been so nice seeing people get back together and have their little picnics and stuff. Maybe I'm yep. overreacting. We'll probably be fine. We have been every single other time. <laughs> but they are saying like very, very young kids who are missing, especially we've had schools more or less open here most of the time, but you've had kids in America who've, you know, if, you're, if you've missed kindy in first grade and you're jumping straight into second grade, that must be, have some kind of long-term uh, ramifications. Like, what if your parents never taught you the alphabet? You're screwed now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It feels like they're really inheriting a world where the alphabet might not matter in a year or two. So, <laughs> if they're never on Twitter and they go straight to TikTok, then you don't need to know how to spell anything. <laughs> just, <No. laughs> they can just point at things, and the answers will just appear as they point. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, Beck. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, anything you want to plug? Where I guess question everything is on iView this week. It was on uh, Wednesday night. Yeah, anything absolutely. At- Check that out. Uh, other than that, my Instagram's at Beck Melrose. That's all I got to plug until we get out back into the real world. Fantastic. All right. Thanks for being on the show, Beck. Thanks for having me. See you soon. All right. That's News Fighters for today. A big thank you to Beck Melrose for being on the show. Newsfighters is written, produced, and edited by me, Dylan Bain, for Sans Pants Radio. Don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube or your podcasting app of choice. To support the show and get bonus episodes, why not pay to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or join our Patreon at patreon.com slash newsfighters where you'll now get early ad-free episodes or you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash newsfighters. Also, sign up for our free newsletter at newsfighters.com. Don't forget, we're also on Twitter and Instagram at Newsfighters Pod. Thanks for listening. Now, here it is, your whiff of pine. I love billionaires. (laughs) I've never met a billionaire I didn't like or find very attractive. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, or. They're in the alternative. (laughs) That wasn't an end. There's an or. Or, that's right. Um, And Clive said, well, we'll have to have another bottle of wine to give them a proper show. So we did.